0: family radio this is hope for the caregiver I am Peter Rosenberger this is the show for you as a family caregiver 65 million Americans right now are serving as a caregiver are you one of them how are you doing what's going on with you caregivers are often ignored we put our lives on hold to take care of someone else thinking that we can go back and resume it if they get better if they get worse and it'll be waiting for us and I say no it will not we're going to have to learn to live in the midst of this. Zephaniah said that, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He's not trying to just you know, get you through this and then he'll reveal himself. He's going to reveal himself right now, right here, right today, because that's the kind of God we serve. He is the God. He is the only God. He is involved in, 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 intimately in all of our travails. And sometimes it doesn't feel that way for us as caregivers. And we cry out in despair, we get discouraged, we get fearful, we get angry, we get uh, all types of uh, uh, turmoil just consuming our soul as we try to care for someone who lives with severe issues. How do we withstand that? How do we stay strong and healthy while taking care of someone who is not? That's what this show is all about. And we are grateful that you're here. We also want to welcome all of our affiliates across the country. Uh, American Family Radio, of course, hosts the show. The Truth Network, uh, his radio, and other stations now are carrying the show, and we're very grateful to have them. And uh, we are grateful to have you. If you want to be a part of the show, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. HopeForTheCaregiver.com if you want to send us a message. All right, we start off usually with a, a scripture and a, and a hymn that describes what we're going to discuss today. But let me set the ground rules. If you have something that is pressing, that is not necessarily related to this theme, then you are certainly welcome to call. and We'll, we'll deal with it as best as we can. 888-589-8840. But I'm going to step over to the caregiver keyboard. And do our musical trivia So if you know this hymn Because we're going to discuss this hymn If you know this hymn Alright I've stepped over to the caregiver keyboard here Then give us a call here But this is a hymn This is one of my favorite hymns of all times And I and I I remember this The text of this During great seasons of turmoil and trouble Because it's, it's so well done Isaac Watts wrote it I'll give you that hint here You know that hymn? I just I just love the first line. But if you know this hymn 8885898840 and I will give you the hint that Isaac Watts who is often called the godfather of English hymnody wrote that. Now you may know some of his other Hymns as well. One of them was um, the most, one of the most beautiful hymns I think ever written, When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross. And then he wrote a another hymn that you might know, uh, Joy to the World. <laughs> and it's um, uh, there was a there was a my my father loves this story. There was a Presbyterian minister named James Caldwell. My dad's a Presbyterian minister. And James Caldwell during the Revolutionary War uh, went through some some tough things, and um, there there were shots fired into his home, and it, his wife was killed, and I believe his wife uh, the the house was later even burned down. And he became a chaplain uh, to the military, to the Revolutionary War Army, to the Continental Army, and and he was um, he was a chaplain to a unit I believe in in either New Jersey or Rhode Island, and. There was at one point, he his men ran out of packing paper, wadding paper for their muskets. Well, Isaac Watts was again this prolific hymn writer, and he uh, he had uh, you know, most of the hymnals that were done there. Benjamin Franklin, I think, actually printed a lot of these things. were were written by Isaac Watts, and that was the hymnal that was used in a lot of these churches there in the New England area. And so when his men ran out of wadding paper, Reverend Caldwell went into the local church there, ran in there, came out with a hymnal, and held it up to use the pages for wadding paper, and he yelled out to his men, "Give them watts, boys! Give them watts!" And I thought, that was just such a great story of of faith and of of resolve and of of, of fighting back against tyranny, and it was in using the hymnals. Uh, to help do that i thought that was just a a a great story of that and what a what a what an amazing guy all right here's um here's a scripture that i want to get into with psalm 77 starting at verse four now see if this describes you as a family caregiver i am so troubled that i cannot speak I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember my song in the night. I will meditate with my heart, and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever? Has his favor ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has he in his anger withdrawn his compassion? Then I said, It is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. Does that that sound like you? Now, I'm not going to read the last part of it just yet. I want to just stop for a moment. Does that sound like you as a caregiver? You ever felt that way that you just say to yourself, will the Lord reject forever and will he never be favorable again? When you're taking care of someone who is suffering, who is declining right in front of your eyes. That's a prayer that comes out. That's a thought that comes out. You just cry out. Will he reject forever? But see, I would say to you, and I would suggest to you this, if you're even praying that prayer, and a lot of people feel guilty if they pray that prayer. A lot of people feel like, oh, I don't have any faith or my faith is weak. If you're even praying that prayer, it is in in itself, an act of faith because you're acknowledging that there is a God and you're not that God. You're acknowledging there is a Lord who is able to do things. And in your anguish, crying out in that manner is not a, a, a sign of, of, of an absence of faith, but rather it is a sign of faith that there is faith that God is God and he can do something about it. You just don't understand why. And if scripture is going to go to the trouble, the Holy Spirit is going to go to the trouble to breathe into this, to put this in the scriptures, then it's okay for us to feel and to pray this out as a caregiver. It is really okay. Read the text. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Will the Lord reject forever and will he never be favorable again? Has his favor ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? That's the text. And yet how many of us as caregivers have actually prayed that prayer? How many of us have cried that cry? How many of us have struggled with those types of sentiments and feelings? And there it is right in the text. So for those of you right now who are facing brutal realities, that's that's your text right there. That's for you. Scripture understands that. God himself understands this and he put it in there to let you know that it is okay to cry out in that manner. But now, there's a part two to this. There's a part two. And we're going to talk about this when we come back from the break. 888- 589-8840, 589-8840, 888, 589-8840. This is Peter Rosenberg and this is Hope for the Caregiver. Hope for the Caregivers. the conviction, the conviction that we as caregivers can live a calmer, healthier, and dare I say it, a more joyful life. Give them what, boys. That's our theme today, we'll be right back.
1: Every day they get up, put on their uniforms, and walk out their doors in order to keep our families safe. They never know what they'll face, but they face it anyway with bravery and determination. There's been so much hatred toward law enforcement lately that we can't emphasize enough just how important it is for us to lift up our local peace officers, to let them know how much we appreciate them for all they do for our communities. That's why Sunday, June 13th has been set aside as a day of prayer for law enforcement. Please. Help spread the word to your family, your friends, and especially your pastor. You can get more information and suggestions for ways to encourage them at afa.net. The brave men and women who serve and protect our families deserve our respect and our appreciation. The American Family Association supports law enforcement, and we hope you'll join us in showing your support on Sunday, June 13th. Visit afa.net.
2: Now some good news from American Family Radio. For years, scientists and archaeologists have made discoveries consistent with claims in the Bible. In 1961, an archaeological dig revealed evidence of Pontius Pilate. In 1993, and again in 2019, evidence was found to support the existence of King David. In 2018, a Rockefeller University genetic study found that all human life descended from one genetic pair. Archaeologists have been able to corroborate elements of the New Testament story of Jesus. And first century historians Tacitus and Josephus referred to Jesus in their writings. The dramatic gospel accounts of Jesus' horrible suffering, crucifixion, and resurrection from death still stand up against expert scrutiny. In light of historic confirmations, many are finding it harder to doubt Jesus' claims, and people honestly searching for truth are coming to believe in Jesus. For more information, ask a Christian or read the Bible, an encouragement from the American Family Association.
0: Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosemurder. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. We're so glad that you're with us. I love that tune. I think it's Stephen Curtis Chapman. Saddle up your horses. I ride every week out here where I live in Montana. And uh, I've got uh, several horses that I've got to be riding to keep them in shape. And I try to ride, you know, sometimes the same day. And I did two the other day. And I looked at the third one. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that today. I think I'm going to... Wait, I'll just ride you next week. And uh he uh he, he seemed relieved. I seemed relieved, everybody was okay. And saddle up your horses. 888 589 8840 This is Peter Rosenberger. We're talking about a a hymn that I'm gonna to go to the phone lines here in just a moment that I picked out for today to to discuss the the, the contextual journey of a caregiver in light of this hymn and, and then also in light of Psalm 77, which I think also captures uh, this particular hymn's answer to that cry that we have. And we'll all be there. We'll we'll all be there at that place. If, if you're a caregiver long enough, I promise you, you're going to get to that place where you say, I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of long ago. I will remember My song in the night, I will meditate with my heart and my spirit ponders, will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? Has his favor ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious or has he in his anger withdrawn his compassion? If you're a caregiver long enough, you're going to get to that place. I promise you, you'll get there. But now there are others who've been there before. That's what That's what this is all about here. It's in Scripture. There it is, right there in the text, saying that very thing that we all cry out. That is the human condition. But others have come before us who have spoken that, and I'll, I'll read what Scripture says about it. But our hymn today, I'm over here at the caregiver keyboard, is this one. This hymn answers that cry <laughs> written by Isaac Watts who is considered the godfather of English hymnody and uh, an amazing prolific hymn writer and if you know that hymn 8885898840 if someone gets it before We get to you on the phone line. That's okay. Tell me why that's important to you. Tell me why that hymn means something to you. 888-589-8840. All right, let's go to Mike in Holland, Michigan. Mike, um, hang on just a second,
3: Mike.
0: There you go. Go ahead, Mike. How are you feeling? Pretty good this morning. Can
3: you hear me okay?
0: I can. Sorry, I had to click it twice there when I, when I went to you. Uh, sorry about that. That's uh, my befuddled brain this morning. But go ahead.
3: No, the name of the hymn is, Oh God, My Help in Ages Past.
0: Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past. Oh God, Our yes, right. Help in Ages Past. Our hope for years to come. For years to come. Our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. What a great statement to make against the, the unsettledness, the anguish, the heartache that we feel, we look at it, we see, and we endure, and that's how we anchor ourselves. How does Why is this hymn important to you? How did you know this one, Mike? Why is this hymn important to you?
3: Well, I, I am a, a pastor. I, I actually, I work as a hospice chaplain. I, I knew this hymn before, that position, uh, but it's one that, that, that I cling to even more in that position, and I play it a, a fair amount of the time for people that I visit. I often will play music. Often it's over my phone, and I'll play hymns, and that's one that I'll pick out very very often. It's the comforting to know that God is our help through all seasons, and he is our eternal home. So it, it our, faces our hope in in, in, all, in, in that.
0: You know, um, uh, Hans Christian Andersen used to say, uh, well, he's dead, so when he, when he was alive he said it, but he uh, said, when, when words fail, music speaks. And mm-hmm. what have you found when playing these hymns in a hospice situation?
3: Just a, a an able an ability to breathe, a sense of peace and calmness in the room amidst us, and uh, within the
0: person in their spirit. What about the folks around them? Do they respond as well? Do oh. they do they do they recognize or do they respond? Do they 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 sing along or mutter along or do they yeah. just bow their head? Well, what what happens?
3: They each of those things can happen and that, that their roommates or people around them will often join in and want to be a part of it. I, and also it's, the staff is, off, is often there assisting them, you know, giving the care that, and, and sometimes they know and will sing along with songs or other times they just catch word of some of the lyrics and the promises in the music.
0: There's just there's something about it. I've, I've been in situations many times where people are not engaged in life, but you start playing a familiar <laughs> hymn and you'll see their lips yeah. start to move as they sing it uh, or they'll they'll respond with you. And um, uh, a dear, dear friend of ours in Nashville was was in hospice and uh, Gracie went over there with him and she just got out the hymnal and just started singing to him. And it was such a beautiful moment. And um, this was the last week and a half. He just, uh, we just celebrated the uh, anniversary of his death was this last week. And this was in the last weeks of his life. And and she's just singing hymns to him, just going through the hymnal. She did that with her grandmother. And and I, I've watched this. In fact, I, when her grandmother was dying, I, I brought a keyboard into the room, and I just sat there and played, and Gracie on one side, and her sister on the other, sang to their grandmother. I mean, and her father was there, and we must have sung for several hours, just going through the hymnal. And it was it was astonishing. Mm-hmm. I watched um, in ICU when my mother was struggling um, through her uh, congestive heart failure, and and she was struggling to breathe, and she had requested that Gracie sing "Breathe on Me, Breath of God." You know that hymn, Mike? Yeah. Breathe on Me, Breath of God. Fill me with life anew. Um, and she sang that in ICU, and the nurses stopped and listened as it just rang out down the hall. And and the power that is in singing these great hymns of the faith that comes to us, the strength, is, is extraordinary. But I, I was thinking about this on Psalm 77. You know, when we ask those questions, you know, I I, I I'm struggling. I can't even speak. You know, has God forgotten me? And then the psalmist goes and he says, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. I will certainly remember your wonders of old. And that's where I, I, I believe that had to have been part of the inspiration of Isaac Watts. Oh God, our help in ages past. And uh, where we anchor ourselves that he has brought us through other things. there God has proven himself and we can count on him. We can stand on that even in the midst of great sorrow and heartache. And um, that's why I love these hymns, Mike. I really do. And I... I appreciate you getting that I appreciate the work that you do and pastoring people in in a very scary place and uh and i and I, I it means a lot to to know that somebody in that situation is entrenched in in the word of God and these great hymns of the faith. so thank you Mike
3: now you're welcome thank you for your ministry and how you help the care off uh, caregivers uh there's if- not really another radio show like it. So uh, it's, it's I think very helpful, and I, I, I trust God is really using it.
0: Well, thank you. We, we, there is nothing like what we do. We're going on offense on the one social issue the world has not co-opted, and um, we're going on offense. And the, the, ta- the, the, the battle is not in the task of caregiving. The battle is in the heart that is just a train wreck. Where is solid footing? the The battle is is exactly what it says here in Psalm seventy seven, that you know I am so troubled that I cannot speak, and that we're crying out, you know, has God forgotten to be gracious? That's where the battle is, and we're going to speak to that issue in the context of caregiving. So, uh, thank you for again for that, Mike. And I want to jump to another call here, and I appreciate you listening here. This is Grace. Of course, that is my favorite name, favorite word in the English language, Grace in Ohio. Good morning, Grace. How are you feeling? Did I lose you, Grace? Well, we must have lost Grace, but that is my favorite word in the English language, is the word grace. I want to go back and um, look at the text of this hymn real quick before we go to the break. And, O God, our help, in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. O God, our help, in ages past, our hope for years to come, be Thou our guard while troubles last, and our eternal home. Under the shadow of Thy throne, Thy saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is Thine arm alone. And our defense is sure. Can you hang on to that today as a caregiver? Sufficient is his arm alone. Sufficient is his arm alone. And our defense is sure. And in Psalm 77, where we've been reading, where where the, the, the psalmist is just crying out, you know, has God forgotten to be gracious? And then He says this in Psalm uh, uh, seventy-seven, verse eleven: "I shall remember the, I shall remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work, and on your deeds with thanksgiving. Your way, God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples." By your power, you have redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. It's extraordinary. The psalmist starts off just dragging, just in heartache, and anchors himself in the eternal truth and in the historical account of all that God has done. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope For years to come Our shelter from the stormy blast And our eternal home This is Hope for the Caregiver This is Peter Rosenberger 888-589-8840 If that song is meaningful to you Give us a call and tell us why 888-589-8840 We'll be right back
2: Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program, heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on
1: American Family Radio.
2: Exploring the Word with Bert Harper and Alex McFarland.
1: Each time the reaction from the apostles were not that good. It really makes me think, Bert, when you hear how Jesus would go to the cross and how he would give himself a ransom for me, how do I respond? Do I respond with casualness and just live my life? Or do I come to him in humility and say, Lord, I owe you everything? Weekday afternoons at 3 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. Hey, this is Phil Wickham. I
3: believe that with God, all things are possible, even freedom from addiction.
0: I was an IB heroin user and it became unmanageable. I needed it to be able to wake up in the morning, to be able to go to bed at night. I didn't know if I was gonna make it out alive. I didn't know if I was ever gonna see my family or my children again. I had nothing left. I came to Adult and Teen Challenge. It was the first time I'd felt hope in a long time. I see the world a lot differently now. I'm here for a reason, and God is changing my heart.
3: For more than 60 years, Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping people find a new life in Jesus Christ, and there are centers across the country waiting to help at 855-END-ADDICTION or teenchallengeusa.org. You're listening to American Family Radio.
0: back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. I just let that play a little bit because I love listening to my wife sing this song. Uh, Extraordinary voice, extraordinary life. I just, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit verklempt about that because she got a piece of news this week that was not what we wanted to hear, and we're dealing with some hard realities with her life. Uh, You ever get bad news from your doctor? Uh, you ever get uh, a piece of news that causes you to kind of sigh deeply? Um, well, that's what we have this week, and we've we've been working through a lot of this for several months, knowing that part of that reality, and um, so we deal with it. And how do we deal with it? A a a, um, a consistent way that Gracie and I deal with it is going back to these great hymns of the faith. Oh God, our help in ages past. This is not our first rodeo and getting a piece of bad news from doctors. And I was telling a friend of mine that called me late last night who also, um, is well, actually I, I don't, I don't think she'd mind me telling you this was Johnny Erickson, Todd. I and mean, she called me last night and we were talking a little bit and, uh, I told her I was going to talk about this hymn this morning and she loves this hymn as well. She just started just singing it to me and uh, over the phone and, and, you know, I, I cringe when I think about all the times in my life where I've gone out there and frenetically uh, flopped around like a fish out of water, uh, in dealing with all the craziness that we, we've dealt with over these last uh, several decades <laughs> as I've served as Gracie's caregiver and husband. And, um, I'm in my 35th year of this, and so I, I've this is not our first time to, to, in, uh, experience this sort of thing but at the same time you know it just it just kind of kicks you in the gut we though are trying at this point to to stay just focused on today we're going to just deal with today and uh i'm i'm as i'm doing the show right now i'm looking out and i'm seeing a big old hawk out here in the paddock beside outside my window and and just just looking at the beauty around me and dealing with today at the rate um uh, this administration is going, for all I know, they could be wrapping this thing up and Jesus could come back next week. So who knows? You know, it's just, it's it's getting crazier and crazier out there. And if we allow ourselves to get hooked into the crazy, it, it all it does is just destroy us. And so we just, we anchor ourselves in these great truths. Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. You know. Under the shadow of Thy throne, Thy saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is thine arm alone. Do we find it sufficient? Do you find it sufficient that His arm alone is sufficient today, or do we feel like we need to somehow um, help God out? I'm I'm getting too old and too tired to run off uh, and be spastic about these things, and so we're 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 just standing firm and dealing with today as it comes. What did Jesus say? Sufficient is the day, you know, for the troubles of this day. Tomorrow will take care of, tomorrow's troubles, they'll take care of themselves. And that sounds glib, and it sounds a little bit patronizing out of context. Jesus never did anything that was glib or patronizing. And, when you put that in the context of the journey that Gracie and I have had now for, um, she's been hurt for 38 years this year. And in John, you remember the uh, the scene that when Jesus went to the, the paralytic at the pool and he said he'd been there for 38 years. And then scripture reiterated around and said, it, he'd been there a long time. Even scripture bits, that's a long time. And they, if you haven't seen The Chosen, by the way, please do yourself a favor and do this. But they, they show that scene at the pool, and it is so well done. And, um, but, but Gracie's been hurt for 38 years. That's a long time. Scripture says 38 years is a long time. But in that 38 years, we have seen his hand of mercy. We've seen his hand of grace. We've seen his provision. And we'll see it through this as well. How about you? Are you seeing his hand of mercy? Are you seeing his hand of grace? Is he your shelter from the stormy blast? We've got um, out here where we live in Montana. Some years ago, I helped my father-in-law build these... um, Wind breaks. They, they, you can get inside them. They're they're offset opening on either side, and the horses can get in when it gets a little bit gnarly out here. And the winds can get pretty rough in the wintertime, and so they get in and they get sheltered from those stormy blasts that come in. And uh, I always think of that when I hear that text: our shelter from the stormy blasts, because we have those kinds of things out here. And and I look at do we do we see God's word? Do we see God as that shelter from these things? He's far better than this little shelter my father-in-law and I worked on out here. Far better than that. Do we see that his arm alone is sufficient? One of the things that separates this show from other shows is that I have not um, I don't I don't come at this from a position where I own these thoughts and these concepts. I am a caregiver, not I was a caregiver. I am a caregiver. And I do this every single day. And this is how I do it. This is what I stand on. This is what I lean on. This is what I cry out to. And it's not theory to me. I am a caregiver. I are one. (laughs) And I, too, get in those places where you... Like the psalmist, has his his favor ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Been there, done that. Still go there. Still go there. But then I also step one step further. And I say, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. I will certainly remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your works and with your deeds with thanksgiving. See, you know, it's kind of hard to be miserable when you're filling your time being grateful. I think I may say that again. It's hard to be miserable when you're filling your time with gratitude. And I go back to the story of... um, Corey Tin Boone told of her sister. And her sister, there, there were so many fleas in the hut that all the women were sharing at Ravensbrook at the concentration camp. And her sister Betsy said, We can be thankful for the fleas. And Corey said, That's just too much. That's just too much. I can't be thankful for fleas. But the fleas were keeping the guards away from molesting the women. And Betsy was thankful for them. Corey never forgot that lesson. Betsy died in prison in the concentration camp. Corey was was released uh, about a week or so before all the women her age were executed. And she went on to literally change the world with her story. She also went on to uh, take a moment to lead a little girl who was six years old to Jesus. And that was my wife, Gracie. Hebrew says, remember those who spoke the word of the Lord to you and when appropriate, imitate their faith. And I think that um, I think god you can see God's provision. When you, when you look at it, when you get the perspective of time, you can see God's provision of people in your life who will speak the word of the Lord to you and give you that courage to imitate their faith. Just 11 years after that encounter with Corey, Gracie had her wreck. And she would need to look back on somebody whose faith was worth imitating. Who better than Corey Tinboo? Who do you look back on and imitate their faith as you struggle with these things, as you lay in those dark places and cry out to God that says, You know, have you forgotten? Whose faith do you look back on? And I would suggest to you that Psalm 77 is a great place to start. And forgive me for not knowing if David wrote that one or not. But Psalm 77 is a great place to start. Because here's someone who has cried out to God. Who's someone who has struggled mightily. Has he forgotten to be gracious? Have you ever asked that question? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has his favor ceased forever? Or has he in his anger withdrawn his compassion? Lord, do you not even feel sorry? Are you just so angry you don't even feel sorry for me? This is what the psalmist is saying. But then the psalmist goes on to say, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. O God, our help in ages past. That's our hymn today. Is that where you are? Is that where you struggle right now? I get it. That's what makes this show different from other shows. is because I'm not going to tell you how to, uh, I'm not going to say you know, what you should do or don't do. This is what the text says. This is what scripture says. And this is what I say to myself. I've often said that we ought to uh, have a disclaimer. You know that disclaimer they put on the end of all the shows here on the network. The, the The views of the host of the program are not necessarily those of the network, you know, that kind of thing. And I've often thought about just doing one, having a uh, one. I, I may get Gracie to record it and say the views expressed by the host of this program are not necessarily things that he owns, but that God is working out in his life even as he says them. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that. Oh God our help in ages past, is that what you is that does that speak to you where you are right now? How many of you all are crying out that he's forgotten you? If you are, you're in great company because a lot of people have done that before. Including one from the cross. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger, 888 589 8840. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? and see how you can give. They go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com.
2: It gives an impetus to share your faith when you think you've got answers to objections that you expect people to bring up. The American Family Studios video series, Intro to God's Revelation, featuring Dr. Richard Howe, shows how God has revealed Himself in nature and His Word and how we can rightly understand what God has said. These truths are just a part and parcel of the Christian life. It isn't just for the professional clergy. Learn the fundamentals of how to approach and understand the Bible in an age of skepticism. This six-week video curriculum is perfect for your Sunday School class or study group and it can prepare you to give a defense of God's Word and how He speaks to us in nature. Knowing Whether and how God communicates is a safeguard against false claims about God communicating. Intro to God's Revelation, DVDs and workbook are available for purchase at afastore.net or call 877-927-4917.
0: Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. Actually, we could actually go now further because this is the world's number one show uh, for family caregivers. And we're grateful that it is being uh, pushed out there by a network that believes in the, uh, the authority of the Word of God. This is how we go on offense as Christians to speak to people's lives who are troubled, who are, and look at what's going on around you. I mean, just look at the craziness that's going on in this world. How are you dealing with this? And I, I would suggest to you that as believers, we we anchor ourselves in these things, just like our hymn today. Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our, and our eternal home. That's a, that is the hymn that just, for whatever reason, that hymn has consistently come back to me over and over and over during the difficult times that Gracie and I have faced and, um, and it has sustained us through many dangers, toils, and snares. And, and, I, and I think that as, as if we can start to let this take hold in our lives, not just as caregivers, but as, as, as just fellow believers, as, as American citizens, that we can withstand these things. We can look at these things with calmness. Look at this, the turmoil around us with calmness, with assurity. That, that this is um, not beyond the purview of God. If He's Lord at all, then He's Lord of all. Do we believe this? Do we believe that He's Lord over Alzheimer's? Do we believe that He is Lord over chronic pain? Do we believe that he is Lord over political corruption? Do we believe that he is sovereign over Middle East conflict? Do we believe that he is Lord over all these race divisions that the media and politicians are trying to to do to us? Do we believe this? And if so, how would people know? And I would suggest to you that they're going to know when we do not freak out. I I look at people who are freaking out over things and they're keeping themselves in a state of turmoil. I I went all day recently the other day and I didn't even watch the news. I just turned it all off, completely off. And I just noticed how much better my disposition was. You know, the, the, the media has a... Vested interest in keeping you agitated so that you'll keep coming back to them for, you know, more engagement. When is the last time a story led off the media with, here is something that showed the greatness of God? Here is something that showed calmness under very difficult circumstances. They don't do it because that's not what they're, that's, that's not their model You've often heard this. When if it bleeds, it leads. That's what they do. So they want to show the car wrecks. They want to show the train wrecks. And while scripture doesn't shy away from showing the train wrecks that are our lives, scripture leads off with, Oh God, our help in ages past. Just like in Psalm 77, when he said, I will certainly remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work. This is how we stay calm in the midst of the craziness. This is how we do it. It's right here in the text. It's not my opinion. My opinion is worthless. I don't even care about my opinion. But my experience in seeing God's provision in this is not worthless. And as I am now in my 35th year as a caregiver, I went through my first surgery with Gracie 35 years ago last month. She's had well over 80 now that I can count and 150 smaller procedures. And we're facing some very, very difficult things ahead of us. Oh God, our help in ages pass. Our hope for years to come This is the journey we are on as caregivers, as believers. We are looking at, observing, participating in very painful things. Can we be calmer in this? Can we be healthier in this? Let me ask you this. Can we be joyful in this? And I say to you, yes, we can. It is not accidental. It is intentional. And this is how we do it. We remember what he has done in ages past. We anchor ourselves on that truth. And we also understand that he is the God who does not forget. And I will prove to you that I shared this on my podcast for Memorial Day. Because it was one of the, I saw this, um, we just had Memorial Day last week, and, and earlier this week, and I saw this particular scripture And it struck me about how God views Memorial Day. We remember those who fell while wearing the uniform. That's what we do on Memorial Day. It's not about veterans. Veterans uh, hung up their uniform. Memorial Day, we remember those who never took it off. And then Armed Services Day is those who are in uniform. But Memorial Day is the day we remember those who lost their lives. They never took off the uniform in service of this country. And God had one of those that he put in Matthew chapter one. And it gave the genealogy of Jesus. Go look it up. How many of you all have ever read the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew and in Luke? And you just kind of, your eyes just kind of glaze over and you think, oh, what, what, where is this going? You know, why, why is this important? We just got to run through all the begats, begat this, begat this, he begat this guy, he begat this guy. But if you look at there in Matthew one, and it said, and David begot Solomon by Bathsheba, who was Uriah's wife. Uriah was not a blood kin to Jesus, but in the most important genealogy ever recorded for all eternity, God remembered Uriah, who was a soldier. Who, he wasn't even Jewish. He was a Hittite. And he was a soldier who served David, his king, honorably and well, even though David acted wickedly. And stole his wife, got her pregnant, and then sent Uriah to the front and had him killed in battle. He had them all pulled back, left Uriah out there exposed, and he was killed in battle. And then David married his wife. The child that was born uh, died later, and then David, and she got pregnant again, and that was Solomon. But Uriah was killed in battle. God remembered that in the genealogy of Jesus. He is the God who does not forget. We may think he does. And clearly in this psalm, has he forgotten to be gracious? No, he doesn't. And he doesn't forget the suffering that you're dealing with. He doesn't forget the angst that you are holding. He doesn't forget the grief that you are feeling right now. In the midst of watching someone you love decline and suffer. He doesn't forget that. Nor will he. Does that anchor you? Can you hang on to that just for today? We'll deal with tomorrow another time. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> but can you hang on to that today? In this hour. As you're listening to this. And contextualize it. Understand that this is coming from somebody who has watched suffering for 35 years. For a woman who has suffered for 38 years, and as the Gospel of John says, that's a long time. That is a long time. Scripture says 38 years is a long time. Go look it up. When Jesus went to the pool there and saw that man who'd been there for 38 years, and then it said he'd been there a long time. That's a long time. But it's also ample time to see the provision of God in ways that maybe we didn't expect it. Hmm. Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. Can you hang on to that today? Listen, go to hopeforthecaregiver.com if you want to see more hymns and so forth, i got a whole CD out there of songs for the caregiver. You can download it wherever you download music. And let me just play for you. And Gracie sings about half of them. She's got her record as well. If you want Gracie's record, go out to Hope for the Caregiver and be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we are still uh, working to reach our goal for all the shipment of stuff we're doing to West Africa. Uh, we have a bunch of prosthetic stuff that's being packed up right now at a, at a prison in Arizona where inmates volunteer to recycle them for us. And they're waiting on the parts there, and we're going to ship them. We do all kinds of things at Standing with Hope, uh, which is the presenting sponsor of the show. And we would ask for your help. If you like what you're hearing on the show, if it is meaningful to you, would you help us? Right now we have a um, uh, an offer that we're doing. If you do a one-time gift of $250, tax deductible. To help us with this, you designate it for the shipping, and we'll send you a copy of Gracie's. CD, my CD, and my book, Hope for the Caregiver. And just hang on to that. We will get them to you. We don't have a big operation. It's just a mom and pop, mostly pop. But we are committed to extend the same comfort that we ourselves have received from the God of all comfort, as Paul says in Corinthians. That's how we do it. And Gracie envisioned a long time ago to lift others up, put a leg on, put a prosthetic leg on, just like she depends on prosthetic legs. And I, on the other hand, through this show, do the same thing, giving the same comfort that I have received and still receive. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of what we do. There's more at HopeForTheCaregiver.com. We'll see you next time.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not
3: necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.